Hello and welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with theindicast.com. My name is Abhishek. This issue's cover is on the world's largest private equity firm Blackstone and how it is taking giant strides in India. Now it has made India its largest market in Asia and joining me on the call to talk about her cover is Pooja Sarkar. Hi Pooja, thanks for joining in. Thank you so much Abhishek. Blackstone is uh, a huge organization has its presence in uh, many many countries how big is it in india basically blackstone has been set up over de- more than a decade now in india but some of the interesting things that has happened over the years is the fact that how blackstone uh, has two operations in india one is your private equity business that is headed by amit dikshit and then there is a real estate piece which is headed by tuhin parekh and collectively they have invested nearly 10.4 billion dollars in india which makes them the largest asian market uh, for blackstone just over the last 6 months they have invested like a billion dollar from their private equity business they also had the first reit in india because everybody has been waiting for a reit to happen in india a lot of regulation that came into play by by reit you mean uh, real estate investment trust and what 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 is that about so the real estate investment trust allows you uh to take your ready portfolio the operational portfolio and list it on the stock market and which allows uh, normal people like you and me if we have uh, 50000 rupees to invest we can buy one lot and be a participant in the entire indian real estate uh, investment ecosystem or otherwise one one has to do is buy a house buy a commercial office space or buy a small sh- shop this is the kind of transactions one can do but what allows you to do in a reit is when somebody lists a reit uh, you as the normal individual can participate in the read so if you see this is the first read that has happened in india and a long time coming because the regulators sebi and the government everybody has been talking about read in india since 2009 or so and finally in 2019 did we see that somebody go out and list and that somebody is blackstone which is obviously the real, the largest commercial real estate holder in india at this point in time right your article clearly illustrates that uh, Uh, it's the next big market uh, for Blackstone to focus on, and uh, deals from India make it on the morning calls that they take on on every Monday uh, when they review the entire uh, basically world market. So why India, and how important is it uh, for Blackstone? India is a very important market for Blackstone, and it has been for some time now. They are trying to they've been uh, building up their team. They now have 18 people in their private equity business. They have 18 people in the real estate core business, and hence it is becoming an important market. Also, one of the reasons it is becoming an important market is the fact that investors are seeing exits from the Indian market. A lot of uh private equity firms including blackstone or tpg have seen a lot of money go back from india to their investors and hence uh, in fact if you see intelinet was blackstone's largest exit and arguably one of the largest exits they have had in their portfolio of a billion dollar they had invested some 350 million dollar in the second time that they purchased intelinet but when they exited the asset last year they made a billion dollar and if you see the pain report that has come in the india, india private equity report that came in this year it 
clearly says that the top 10 investments have exited nearly 70% of the capital for investors and the intelligent transaction was the second largest transaction that has happened and hence that clearly talks about how money is going back from the indian market to the global lps this was not really the case some time back because indian private equity funds and even the global fund managers had found it difficult to return capital because of the rupee depreciation the way the market behaved and also the fact that how uh most of the funds have found it difficult uh to exit from india but over the last two years collectively if you see around 25 to 33 billion dollars have been returned from india and hence uh, most of the global investors are now pumped about investing in india once again right talking about one such deals that uh, blackstone has backed in the recent past is that of uh, sl propac could you take us through the connection with that firm and uh, why is it so big SL Propac is a very interesting business because they are into lamitube business and which basically means that if you use a colgate if you use any of your toothpaste or mostly if any of the toothpaste that you use you must be using an SL Propac a manufactured lamy tube in which it has come so one of the fundamental factors that blackstone has been looking over the years while trying to acquire business is to be in the b2b to c model where they have the vertical growth they are the providers of the raw products to another business which serves the consumer in the end so that they are the suppliers when you look at the sl propac transaction it is a very interesting transaction because sl propac operates in 10 countries it is the leader when it comes to oral care segment manufacturing of lamy tubes globally and now what they are looking at is to shift that focus towards oral care or the shift that focus towards cosmetics and hence it becomes a new growth vertical that blackstone sees going forward from the entire business and it's a huge transaction for them because the deal when it closes will be uh, in the range of 2157 crore to between 3211 crore so that's the size of the transaction and which talks about how kicked blackstone is about this transaction although it's an indian company uh, it's uh, it's promoted by Mr Ashok Goel comes from a part of the SL family but the transaction is interesting in the fact that you know it has it is a leader in a segment right now but they are trying to build out new segments where they can grow going forward right and you you mentioned uh, that they're trying to look for new opportunities to invest in and your article talks about in, uh, information technology consumer financial services and uh, auto components healthcare so where is it do they want to spread themselves thin uh, is there a focus one thing that is very interesting about blackstone and the other funds is the fact that it, some of the core sectors that if most of the funds in india have identified is financial services consumer your healthcare these are some of the key sectors that most of the funds in india have identified but the interesting thing here is also the fact that they have now gone ahead and acquired uh, a platform they're trying to create a platform in the automotive business which is a very highly fragmented business and they are trying to build uh, they are trying to buy companies and trying to build a large platform which will bring together a lot of segments and operate it together which makes it in a classic example a bigger company once you have a bigger company it allows you to a Uh, bring a lot of good management to your company. A B, it allows you to raise further capital, and C, it allows you to expand in the market and get good deals and get good customers. Right, and and the last one is the immediate future. How does that look uh, for Blackstone? I, I like the quote that you have from uh, uh, Mr. Dixit, who is the senior managing director. Blackstone he says that fundamentally, at the end of the day, investment profession is an art. 
and not a science. And the artist pattern recognition that goes in the face of convention is that it's all about numbers. I really love the quote when Amit said that because if you see the SL Propac transaction, it's just if you look at it as a single transaction, you would think that, oh, they have invested in a company, a consumer company in India. But that is not how it is. It is they had their China team doing the due diligence in China. They had their U.S. investment IC committee headed by John Gray looking into the transaction, doing overnight calls. The entire they have seen and assessed deals in European market in the same space. And hence, you see, if you've seen that you know in China or Europe and U.S. in all these markets, if you've seen a similar kind of businesses returning X amount of capital, you would have that comfort that you bring into play that maybe that in India, this will also give you a significant return because the patterns match up. It is a global fund and hence they bring a lot of knowledge that comes through with all the global exposure that they have and the other kind of investments they have across the world. Blackstone believes that India is a very important market. They are deploying heavily. They have seen returns and they believe that, you know, they've just started the business and they believe that there will be a lot of transactions that will happen. Another interesting thing about Blackstone, uh, which we realized while doing the story, is the fact that over these 13 years that the Indian arm is there in India, they've done nearly 80 M&A opportunities for all the portfolio companies that they have which talks a lot about how they are trying to inorganically act to the existing businesses that they are acquiring and trying to build a larger platform out of it. And once you build a larger platform, it gives you the bandwidth and opportunity to go out into other things. Exciting times ahead for uh, a giant of a firm. Uh, thank you very much, Pooja, for your time on this podcast. Thank you so much, Abhishek. Thanks. And all your listeners, uh, you can get this podcast on ForbesIndia.com and on iTunes. And to have someone call you for a Forbes India subscription, message Forbes to 51818.